Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Fan With, the Fan Bite Podcast. My understanding is that everything is pretty good out there, especially in the uh, fine state of New York and the <laughs> fine city of New York City within New York. Nothing could possibly be wrong. Uh, couldn't uh. be a nicer day out. In terms of just weather, you know, general atmospheric conditions over in New York sound great right now. Yeah, there, there's ash falling out of the sky at my apartment. And, uh, yep, that is legitimately just par for the course lately. So, uh, we'll see what happens. I am hoping it's just a dipshit neighbor uh, mm-hmm. and not a fire of some kind. Um, it did seem like it was inconclusive. So, I looked... Uh, on the other side of the building, because I now have uh, at least some access to the other side of my apartment, and uh, it looked like people were looking up at this guy, so <laughs> maybe. <laughs> oh, weird. What's that big, like, I don't know, it's like a saucer, but it's like flying. Oh, no, there's, a, yeah. there's like a white light coming out of it now. Oh, that guy's well, gone, huh? I'll take aliens at this point. It, like, if it means getting rid of some of the other things going on, I will take mm. the alien overlords, frankly. And we do welcome our alien overlords here on <laughs> Fan with, uh, the Fan Bite Podcast. You have just heard the voice of senior New York weather correspondent Danielle Riendo. <laughs> That's me. Joining her also from the great state is Merritt Kay. The great state of New York. Whoa. New York. The Empire State, baby. Yeah. Yeah. How's it over in Brooklyn? Different mm-hmm. part of Brooklyn. Yeah. Different part of Brooklyn? Okay. But I got the borough right. Borough? Yeah. Well, I mean, one in five, right? Um, <laughs> all, the, all the boroughs Wait, I know, I know because of How many boroughs can you boroughs. name? Okay. Yeah, Steven, I, I want this desperately. Yeah, okay. let's do it. Okay. Brooklyn. We've established Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider-Man is from Queens. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, there was another gargoyle from the TV show Gargoyles called Bronx. Correct. Okay. So that's a borough. I think they're all boroughs. Hudson? Incorrect. Shit. Uh, <laughs> I think you may be out of gargoyles, actually. Mm, fuck, okay. Goliath. Is that one of the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, okay, there's wait. one really easy. There's a gimme. Okay, like, okay. there's a gimme. New York Manhattan, City? Manhattan. Yes, correct. Yeah. Manhattan, and you'll yes. never get the last one in a million years. Well, let's Yonkers. let's do, like, a sounds like. Sounds, sounds like, like... Oh! Batten uh, Highland. Sounds Bat- like Bat- Mob no. Boss. Yes! Yeah, that's correct. Sounds like Mob Boss. <laughs> Did you hear that uh, the mob was uh, not doing so well right now? Because there's no yeah, like, mob, yeah, nothing the, to gamble yeah. on. Oh, yeah. Do you, it's oh, tough. God. Our like, hearts, and minds, real... hearts and minds with the mafia in this trying time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah thoughts and prayers. Um, do you think that, I mean, if we want to just get really dark right off the bat, we already started with ash raining from the sky and the end times coming upon us. Yeah. Do you think that there is somewhere out there for a sizable amount of money? Not like pennies. Not like penny ante, you're doing this with your grandma in Idaho. I'm talking right, like right. actual money. People betting on the death toll of the coronavirus. In the oh, oh, sure. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. That's just okay. that's easy money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just I don't check. even think it's on the dark web. Betting on coronavirus. <laughs> Oh my god. Sports betting. Y'all keep talking. I'm going to well, say this just is live darkness. The thing is, live the thing is hey, hey, guess what though? The government's already betting on oh. Damn. Oh. Damn. Oh. politics. 
politics, baby. Listen, when the government made the disease, they came out and they said, I don't know, like 30% of y'all are going to get it. That's yeah. gambling, it's, it's baby. It's going to be more like at least 50. Yeah. It's Listen, the death toll that's going to be the problem. But I've heard, you know, I heard this from a pretty reliable source. They're a big, important figure in the U.S. government that if only 200,000 people die, we'll have come out very strong and well in all of this. Oh, God. For healthcare providers, they're saying about eighty percent of us are going to get it. So mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's bad. That's a bad. That's, that's a bad, bad number to have yeah. for anything. Yeah. Unless that's eighty percent of us get free ice cream, in which case I'd be like, "What about the other twenty percent?" Yeah. I had a very good call with my ambulance corps the other day about uh, going out, going out there, getting out there, and uh, helping because New York City had a record seven thousand one hundred and eleven. 911 calls in one single day and a busy oh, yeah. day, a busy day for New York, which is already the busiest 911 center in America is around 5000. Uh-huh. Wow. So, we... I'm going to I'm going to get out there soon and and uh, I'll report from the field. Report You're just from, for uh... your service. <laughs> You're just like uh Valve now. You know, You're making record numbers. Myself and Valve, I consider us to be one and the same. I too like uh steam and water. And okay. uh, uh, substances that go out of pipes. Right. And VR. And card games. Definitely those things. They're <laughs> things that I like. <laughs> <laughs> How is everybody holding up just in general, personally, right now? Uh, the people on this call. Are you guys doing okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's about the answer I expected. I don't know what I should have asked to soften that blow. You know? Just like still here today. Yeah. Today was like the hardest. I spent more of. Remember, we recorded that office hours. That was all about how like how you make it bearable to work from home, you know. And I was yeah. like all gung ho, gung the fuck ho <laughs> about like uh, super important to get out of bed. Just don't work in bed. Merritt was like, yeah, you have to have a distinct workspace that isn't your bed. I spent like I I got out of bed for this. Like I got wow. up to shower. Oh, I got up to shower and then like I got back in bed and I had just been working on my laptop in bed. Um so I got back up for this. That's not healthy. So it's Aww. been tough. Uh are you It is 80 degrees outside though. Oh, that's okay. That's yeah. And and the gas company came uh to turn on our heater. Now, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> Um, why would why 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 would they come do that well when we scheduled this appointment in january um it was cold uh Uh, and this was the first available appointment um this was again pre uh pandemic um so now it's 80 degrees and our heater is on so (laughs) i do love i mean i guess you got to get the heater fixed because now coming into the next year it'll be fine but i do love the two month it is it is functionally April right now, and you yeah. set that up in January. Yes, those are distant fuck, months. Fuck SoCal gas. Mm. Yeah, it's almost as if there's a monopoly of, oh. you know, on, on kind of public uh, services down here. And like, if you in like a, in a just world, that would just kind of be the government, right? Like the government would just kind of provide gas for everybody, right. and you wouldn't have like a middle company layer. Um, like in between that charges seventeen ninety nine, which is an obscure, stupid number to turn on a heater that mm-hmm. they make you prepay for before wait, they will show up. Wait, you have to have them turn on your, do they turn it off automatically? And they're like, 
hey, no, so it's there's a like shame if nobody there's a that back on. Oh, so that's the other thing. We don't have like most places in LA because it doesn't get hot enough, or doesn't get, it doesn't ever get cold enough. That's what I mean. Um, we don't have central heating in a lot of places, so we have like pi- like heaters with pilot lights in them. So mm-hmm. like a person has to come with a big match, uh-huh. like literally a big match, right. and then light the big match and then put the big match in the heater to turn the fire on. Like an and American Gladiator-sized big stick. Yeah, it's like it's like at the Olympics. It's just <laughs> like at the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end of the winter, you can come have them. You can pay another seventeen ninety nine for them to turn it off, or you uh-huh. can just leave it on because the, your house will be a couple of degrees cooler. Because even when it is off, it's still always on because the fire is always on. Right, because oh of the fire. God. Yeah. Because of the fire that you keep burning inside of your home. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a good thing that you have it, though, because L.A. famously doesn't have enough fire. That's correct. California, fire-free zone most of the time. Remember that Australia burned down, like, Yeah, that was this year. Like, two months ago. Yeah. 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 Like, mmm. It's been... It's been not a good year. Yeah. I definitely had that kind of emotional gut reaction to people being like, man, I can't wait for 2019 to be over because fuck this year. This year is so bad. And people do this every single year. And I feel like they've done it every single year for like the past, like maybe let's say three years uh-huh. has been kind of the on the rise, that term or whatever. And it's just like every year it gets worse. Stop saying that. You're jinxing it. You're making it worse. You owe me a Coke. You've jinxed 2020. You owe me a Coke. Well, what I don't if think we it just was. Stopped we years. didn't start the fire, Stephen. We didn't mm. jinx this year. No, Nikki did. He paid seventeen ninety nine for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Video um, games, okay. Though, speaking huh? of, uh, but speaking of, like, just the world, um, <laughs> the Empire State Building. Um, oh my god! Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's going Basically on? Basically turned State into a giant siren. Um, they were like initially. They were like, "Oh, we're gonna like be lighting it up like a heartbeat to like, you know, for a symbolism." But then oh, they're sure. like, "Oh Thoughts no, we're gonna set it up like a, um, like a siren to like to uh, f- for reasons for awareness, <laughs> um, like to, to evoke uh, to evoke the sixth circle of hell, like to reassure yeah. our healthcare workers." But it's literally just a giant siren. <laughs> Like, it's, it's just a light <laughs> spinning around, like, an enormous fucking, like, do you remember um, the 30 Rock where they do fireworks? <laughs> yes. No, I don't um, think I do. There's an episode of 30 Rock where, like, they're trying to come up with, like, a live special that people will like. And um, he's like, what do Americans like? Fireworks. And so they set <laughs> off a fireworks show, like, in downtown Manhattan. And uh, <laughs> it looks like this. Oh my God. Look at it's Al! So Look at Al and his good God. <laughs> yup. There is um, uh, <laughs> the NYC.gov uh, alerts in my Twitter uh, timeline have gone from like wash your hands and don't touch your face to like leave everyone alone, stay inside, don't do shit. <laughs> like it's even gotten like extremely shrill. It's like. Nothing will happen. The doctor won't tell you anything you can't do to get better other than stay inside. Like, that's what it's gotten to from, like, these very innocuous, like, wash your hands, friends. Something might Uh happen. 
Like, it is this? the person having a panic attack. Like, in Twitter, I don't know if you have this. I just used the website, like, a, a plebeian. But, like, if you I use, use Twitter... I, I may have not actually pronounced that right, but you know what? Good. It's good for everyone. <laughs> it's fine. You English know? is overrated. <laughs> it's just that New England accent coming through again, you know? Anyway, it's like the, the little alerts that go through that are just like from the government, from NYC, whatever, healthcare, that like, you know, the alerts were very calm and measured at first, and now they are definitely someone having 17 panic attacks at once. Like the last person oh doing God. dispatch, basically. Like, oh, here we are. It's NYC Healthy. Stay at home. NYC in all caps. That's now. It's NYC.gov. I'll show you a beautiful screenshot of what NYC. Stay at home. Do. NYC Healthy. It's healthy. Don't please. <laughs> it's a promoted tweet. Yeah, it's a promoted um, tweet. In fact, so the JPEG that I put in into the into the Discord is of the Salesforce Tower in San Francisco, which is oh, one no. of the most phallic buildings I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> It's a dog. That it's a, it's just it is an eyesore on the previously very good looking San Francisco skyline. Um, but some people put a petition. This was I think in 2018. Some people put a petition uh, out that were like, "Hey, we know you fuckers put screens in the tip. Make it the Eye of Sauron on Halloween." Yeah. And then they did it. And then they did it. They did make it the Eye of Sauron on Halloween. So That's... you can just see it from everywhere in the city of San Francisco, just because of the way that the city is built. You can wow. basically see Salesforce Tower from everywhere. Um, and just in the distance was the Eye of Sauron. Now, oh. Nikki, I know you have brought this up because it's bad and a dumb thing, but also, I <laughs> It's very say, good. It's very good. It actually. is tremendous. If you ignore the fact that Salesforce sucks, and I actually don't even know what they really do. Um, Salesforce Tower. I want to see what it looks like without the eye. Mm. It looks oh, like that. Oh, goodness without gracious. The eye. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's it's cool. a bad looking building. Also, it's sinking. Oh. <laughs> Which is <laughs> very funny. not the direction you want towers to go. No, it's a brand new building. They finished it like three or four years ago and it is actively <laughs> sinking. <laughs> Um, oh my god so I that's san this. francisco for you it, it bulges in the middle yeah yep. <laughs> it has a, it really yeah does it just bulges in the middle and then gets smaller at the at the end again yep. at, at the end where, where it is a different color hmm. yeah boy san francisco that's san francisco that is yep. san francisco good oh not sick city yeah, <laughs> <laughs> God, what was what is it? Is it Las Vegas, the one that has like the homeless like boxes that they're no, setting up? That's every people? American city, Stephen. That's oh, America, bud. Yeah, that's sure, pretty sure, much sure, America. Sure. I just meant like the, no, that like, was the Vegas though. That was where they yeah, yeah where that story okay. came from. Where they introduced the box from Recess, that episode of Recess, where that it's like a fucking oh. like <laughs> prison experiment episode. Uh-huh. Oh, remember God. that? Nikki got it. I remember that episode. <laughs> I haven't thought about Recess in a very this long time. It's like time. that episode of Pepper Ann where like they see if she'll Fuck. like agree to torture people for like not getting their their tests right, and they're like the t- experiment has to proceed, Pepper Ann, and she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was... Merit, I I had not thought about Pepper Ann for, like, 15 years. Uh-huh. And then, literally not 10 hours ago, I just turned to my brother and said, You remember Pepper Ann? Yeah. I don't know what she's, is in the water. She's way too cool for 7th grade. Yeah. She's, like, one is in she, a million. She, is she that girl from gym class? No, that's me. <laughs> I have 
can no I? What Pepper Ann is? I'm who sure. is this girl? And why does she get her own song? Why does she get her own song? <laughs> why does she? she uh, Pepper Ann. Pepper Ann is a, a middle schooler at Hazelnut Middle School. Okay. Um, okay. Which was it's an animated Disney program that oh. aired on ABC for a while. Um, can I read to y'all the why Pepper Ann was canceled question <laughs> on no. IMDb? Oh my God. Please don't. <laughs> what did she do? This is on IMDb. However, due to some stupid... This is on the IMDb page. However, due to some stupidity at the Disney corporate level, Pepper Ann was canceled in February 2000 and relegated to Disney's 1-2, a daily version of One Saturday Morning that aired on UPN stations. This was a great show, and not one to be shot down so quickly. <laughs> okay, wait. Wow. I have a theory that Pepper Ann is just uh, gender swap Doug. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Merit? Uh-huh. Merit. When I was asking my brother if he remembered Pepper Ann, I described it. He said no. I described it as approximately fifty percent of the way between recess and Doug. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Does Pepper Ann have dog? I don't think so. Uh, I don't remember. She had a single mom, and I think that was it. Wait, she's a single mom, but she's in middle school. <laughs> she had a single mom. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a it's a very sick show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, Pepperan has two friends, uh, uh-huh. one of whom is boy, and the other is girl. I think um, the other is Phoebe from Friends. Yes. Wait. No. Yeah. No. Yes. No. I just no. She's just kind of like. Oh, she resembles Phoebe from yeah. Friends. Okay. okay. And, um, no, she doesn't have a pet, but she does have a younger seven-year-old sister with a deep and masculine voice. Oh, I don't remember okay. I don't that. remember this character at all. She was, so she was introduced into season five after Pepper Ann came back from the Hellmouth, came back from the oh, dead. Oh, I see. Yeah. What? And it was all kind of like a retcon. Yeah. And I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, no, this character's been here all the time. What are you talking about? That's what we call right. gaslighting now, though, Joss Whedon. Yeah. So I'm not going to be gaslit <sighs> by this character that you just added after season five. Like, fuck off. Wow. Um, okay, did you all... I have two things about Doug. Did you know that there was a live Doug musical, first of what? all? What? Uh, no. D- Daniel, do you know Doug? Do you, uh, I you don't do know. know. Doug okay. was actually my time. Like, Doug okay. is legitimately, like, I was young, and I was watching Nickelodeon at the time of Doug. Okay. Uh, the time, time of, of Doug, Doug is definitely the name of this episode. Yeah, A.D. Time of Doug. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when now, did Doug run, actually? I should probably make sure about that. So I should fact check. Doug ran from 1991 to 1998. But yeah, I was a kid. It was, yeah. But it was canceled for two years yeah. and, like, sat in limbo because Nickelodeon canceled it and then Disney picked it up two years later. Right. It was at that point that they renamed the show Brand Spanking New Doug. Yeah. Oh, I remember this. (laughs) And then they re-rebranded it to Disney's Doug. (laughs) Disney's Doug. Okay, 91 to 94. It's it's original (laughs) series. I was definitely like... I, I would have been like seven to ten. I was a good age for that. Yeah. Doug is okay. the scrubs of cartoons. Yeah. Oh my god. 
See, I watched all of Doug in reruns entirely out of order, and then the movie mm. was probably one of the first movies I saw in theaters. Wow. Is that a okay. Quail Man movie? No, it was like Nematode. It was like a, they found a real Nematode. Oh. Wait, what? It was like a big giant fish man that lived with them. Because there was kind of that era there. <laughs> we didn't talk. I don't know why I. Oh, right. I wanted to do a You Love to See It about the famous Jet Jackson movie, where, in, in which, during the show, if you're not familiar with the TV, the Disney original TV program, the famous Jet Jackson, mm-hmm. that show was about a child actor who played a character on TV in the TV show. But sure. then in the movie. They open up a portal to the universe of the fake TV show within the TV show, and yeah, he meets his right. TV show self. Okay. Oh my Damn. god! Is um, this like the? Is this like that childhood special? Can we do? A you love to see it on that special that I had to watch uh, like six times in middle school, um, where these two, this white kid and this black kid, go back in time to try to stop JFK or not JFK to try to stop Martin Luther King Jr. from getting assassinated. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, and then along the way, they realize that if they stop him from getting assassinated, they would. <laughs> <laughs> what I felt kind yeah. of breaking down, kind of the moral of this story, because uh-huh. they realize that they shouldn't save him because then he would have died in vain or something. Yeah. Oh, um, or like because he would have been a martyr. I need to now find this. Hold there on. Was, oh my God. This, this is also literally the plot of an episode of Doctor Who that aired last fucking calendar year. Oh yeah, about Rosa Parks. About Rosa Parks, where they can't help Rosa Parks because otherwise... <laughs> oh my God! No! No! <laughs> no. no. Is that what's his name still? Is it... Is it um... No, no it's, it's a, the lady. It's a lady now. No, 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 I mean the... Um... It's the writer, oh. the bad Oh, man. Stephen Moffat. Yeah. No, it's not Stephen Moffat. It's Chris Chibnall. They, they found someone different and worse in a different way. Uh-huh. They, t- they super did, actually, in a lot of respects. Uh, Chris Chibnall, uh, I, think it's, I think it's Chibnall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, because it's the lady from Broadchurch, which David Tennant was also on, and he was the writer on Broadchurch, and I think he brought her on. Yeah. Or the creator of Broadchurch. That's just a deranged genre of like, (sighs) we have to go back in time and no matter how much our, our, like, whatever liberal feelings would implore us, like, we must (laughs) for the sake of liberal good. It's not even like a you can't meddle in history. It's just like a very specific flavor of like, you can't meddle in history. That's just... I have to, okay, I have to, I have to, okay. So, <laughs> yeah. the boys go back in time. They, the wait, the how? Do they wait, have a time machine? The or? They have, they have a time machine. Is it a belt? No. <laughs> mm. It's a watch. The time machine is a watch. Okay. Little so, on the nose, but got it. So, the, presumably, and I cannot stress this enough, this happens in modern day. Okay. This is or 1999. So at the time in his modern day, when it is common knowledge that Martin Luther King Jr. has been assassinated to death, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm going to skip some things in the middle because this is important plot for the love to see it that we're definitely going to do on this. But I am going to read you the end of the Wikipedia page. Only Miles and Martin return together. That's right, Martin. Martin Miles and Jr. Martin. Um. Return together, and the present is different. The museum, they go to the museum on a field trip, is burned down. Randy and Kyle, they're racist. And they're no longer... 
and they're no longer friends with Miles or even know him. Their school is segregated, and it's named after Robert E. Lee. The principal <laughs> is also racist. Maria works as a maid and can't speak English. Miles and his mother live in poverty, and she also works as a maid. The next day, Martin... Again, Martin Luther King Jr., who is 12 years old, <laughs> summarizes that because he left his own time, it created an alternate timeline where his civil rights work never happened. Miles and Martin bid one another farewell, and as Martin leaves, he gives Miles his watch. Martin returns to his time where he is shot dead at his hotel in the timeline. Wait, wait, wait a second. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Sorry, Martin isn't one of the... Wait. What? Sorry, Martin isn't None one of, of the this. two kids? Martin is one of the two kids. There's two kids. Okay. Martin sees another. He Martin goes forward. No, wait. You said it takes place in modern day. Wait. So they Martin pluck, Luther King. The kids go back in time. Two uh-huh. kids go back in time. Uh-huh. Right. They they take Martin out of time. Oh wow. When he's twelve years old. They take Martin out of time to be cool buds. Yes, correct. Twelve year old Martin Luther King. Okay. Then he realizes every they go back they go back forward in time and they realize that everyone's racist and oh. then okay wait then they, wait 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 but wait mm-hmm. so Miles okay so Miles and Randy are the two kids yes correct and then they go back in time and, and drag uh, Martin Luther King Jr. I, back. I thought one of the drag kids him names to the was Martin yes they drag him to the future um, and then. I, can't, I cannot stress this enough. This is the sentence in the Wikipedia page. Martin returns to his time where he is shot dead at his hotel and the timeline returns to normal. Oh my fuck. Oh my god. <laughs> this is... Uh, and then they're friends. Um, I, love the ver- I love the thing here where they're like, we have a time machine. We could go to any time we want. Oh, we saved 12-year-old Martin Luther King. Uh, we plucked him from the timeline. Uh, if, he, if that happens, he never does civil rights. So obviously the world is worse. Mm-hmm. Now, there is no middle ground here. We must return <laughs> him to die. We can't then just use the time machine to stop him from stop being the assassination. shot to death. Um, okay, if you were a casting director in 1999, and you needed to you needed to cast a black person to voice a black person oh, no. aged 15 oh. in 1999, cartoon? who would you cast? Oh, was this a cartoon? This was an animated feature, yes. Oh! I'm oh, looking at this cast this right action. now, and this cast is fucking... Unhinged. It is this wild. Is like every person who was famous in the nineties. This is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is Martin Luther King. <laughs> wow, it's like Jaleel, Jaleel Jaleel White is yeah Jaleel White is fifteen year old Martin Luther King Jr. Lavar Burton is twenty six year old Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, Danny Glover's in this. Whoopi Goldberg, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, James Earl Jones is Martin Luther King's dad. What the fuck? John Travolta's in it. Oprah is in it as Coretta Scott King. Wow. That's all. Everybody's in this. Yolanda King is also in it. Wow. I... Wait, Yolanda King is Wait, Martin Luther King uh, Jr.'s daughter. Okay, uh, so this is, um, the... They get sent back in time by the museum curator who has a time traveling watch and she's like i sent you boys back in time to learn a lesson we have to change the future for the better and then miles gets an a on his test 
<laughs> yeah, that's the whole the whole thing is that he's he's bad at school. Yeah, because he doesn't appreciate racism. And the he one, only yeah, care, the one he only likes he baseball. Mm, okay, he loves Hank Aaron. Loves it the is, guy. It is America's greatest pastime. It is. So, so I can't is... wait to watch this. It won an Emmy. <laughs> the... No, it, sorry, oh it didn't. God. It was nominated <laughs> for it. <laughs> no. Okay, so like the uh, the PSA that I saw all the time as a kid was uh, this one where like the Ninja Turtles team up with like other cartoon characters to stop kids from doing drugs. Oh, what? Yeah. Uh, that one. Hell yeah. And uh, let me, see, I want to see if I can find it. It's like called like uh, Cartoon Heroes versus. Was it Out of Our Shells? Oh, no, 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 no. I know what you're talking about because it's like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the Crime Dog and a bunch of other people, right? Yeah. McGruff the, cri- the Crime Dog? They got McGruff him? The- yeah. <laughs> they were able to afford him. <laughs> That's um, huge. It's called Cartoon All Stars to the Rescue. Oh my god. And, uh, it's like Mickey Mouse hanging out with the Ninja Turtles or something. Yeah, so here's who it is. Um, it's, uh, here are the cartoon all-stars. Uh, there's Alf. Uh, <laughs> there's, uh, there's uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Uh-huh. There's Dewey, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Um, what? So, okay. Some of these are genuine stars, Gar- I will admit. Garfield is there. Garfield uh, is there. Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. What? Uh, the Muppet Babies. The whole cast what? of the Muppet Babies. Winnie the, the whole Pooh. cast of the Muppet Babies. Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. <laughs> uh, <What>? Slimer. Did we <laughs> say Garfield? <laughs> uh, the Smurfs. Wait, and, which Smurfs? Uh, Papa Wait. Brainy and Hefty. There's a Smurf called Hefty Smurf. Wait, Smurfette is there too. No, and she's not. She's only in the VHS cover and poster. She's not in the special. <laughs> Uh, and then Michelangelo <laughs> of the Ninja Turtles is just there too. What the fuck? Can we? Can I just read from the description of the yes, plot, please? <clears throat> the plot chronicles the exploits of Michael, a young teenage boy who is using marijuana. His younger <laughs> sister Corey is constantly worried about him because he started acting differently when her piggy bank goes missing. Oh her cartoon tie-in toys come to life. To help her find it. After discovering it in Michael's room, along with his stash of drugs, the cartoon characters proceed to work together and take him on a fantasy journey to teach him the risks and consequences of a life of drug abuse. Now, if you were just blazed out of your goddamn gourd on marijuana and Winnie the Pooh showed the fuck up and was like, hey, bud. Okay. uh, So... Yeah, okay, so yeah, Michael is into smoking pot, but like, here's my my favorite thing about movies like this, or about like any kinds of like discussion of drugs for kids in the '90s, was that you can't talk about drugs without making them sound like without Very making them cool. sound cool, you know? So like, because you have to be exactly. like, well, why would? Because like, if you were raised on this stuff, like I was for a long time, you're like, well, why would anyone take drugs? Like, what do they even right. do? Like, they just make you like, and then. Like, so it's just, like, kids are smoking drugs because of peer pressure or something. Like, not because they're... It does anything. It does anything. Yeah, it's not because they're wicked awesome. Right. So in this one, um, (laughs) basically, Michael gets chased by some cops, but then the cops is Bugs Bunny, and uh, he he pulls Michael forward in time in a time machine. Uh, No, he's sorry. He goes back in time and finds out that he was addicted to drugs by peer pressure. And uh, then... He goes back to the present and he's like, "Well, thanks, Bugs Bunny. I'm gonna go smoke some crack." <laughs> 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 
And because uh, that's a natural <laughs> escalation, we to crack. Wow. Well, and hey, then, uh, you know, if the shadow of the Reagan administration taught me anything as a United States teenager in the 90s and early 2000s, it was that marijuana was a gateway drug. It's true. Mar- it's true. Do Although I have to say, definitely... like the thing that would probably have me like wanting to smoke crack after all this is just being like seeing Bugs Bunny and being like, oh, I guess time yeah. travel and cartoons are real. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like it, I guess I'm gonna yeah. just fucking destroy my brain because I can't handle this reality anymore. There's uh, so much crack, so I can meet so Bugs Bunny. The, the Muppet Babies show up and take Michael on a tour of the human brain. Stupid. Uh, and yeah. then they they all sing a song about all the wonderful ways to say no. Uh, then Michael is like, oh, it was a nightmare. I just woke up. And uh, then he yells at his sister. And uh, then Alf abducts him and takes him. He, Alf grabs him and pulls him through a mirror. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then he shows Michael, like, how he looks today. And then, like, how he'll look if he doesn't stop taking drugs, which is basically, like, a corpse. Um, cool. And, uh... Alf's like, oh, you say you're in charge, huh? Well, let me take you to go see the man in charge. And it's like this anthropomorphic smoke cloud that's like in charge. Because Pot is his his brain. And uh, then then that anthropomorphic smoke cloud uh, traps Winnie the Pooh and starts tempting this like small child into smoking drugs. (laughs) And and, uh, yeah, then Bugs Bunny tells his future and says he's going to die. And... um, Michael comes back and stops his like, like six-year-old sister from smoking weed, and um, why isn't this on Disney Plus? I don't know. And then oh, the the smoke cloud falls in a garbage truck, uh, and uh, he vows to return, but he never did. <laughs> Not until Fern Gully Two returned to the valley. And then Michael goes uh. to tell his parents that he has a drug problem, and then he gets sent to boot camp, and then he. Uh, learns not to trust anyone and sort of develops this simmering hostility towards everyone around him. And then he's sent to Fallujah and uh, (laughs) he comes back having done and seen just like fucking terrible things. And and it turns out that, you know, the United States is very much in favor of war and of, you know, rhetoric around supporting the troops. But when they come home, no one actually really wants to know what went down, and so he's dealing with this PTSD that won't let him integrate in society, but there's so little benefits and respect for veterans in this country that goes beyond lip service, and um, Michael then dies of marijuana smoking. Yeah, too much too much weed. Can you... Isn't it amazing to think about this thing doesn't get produced without Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh my god. Did you know that they're so, making yeah. a second one of those? They Wait, yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. Well, the Disney horny, owns most horny, of the stack the now. The horny so. cartoon lady back. <laughs> oh, oh, like, definitely. You don't make that without capitalizing on just the last twenty-five years of internet porn drawn wait, about wait, Jessica Rabbit. Name? Jessica. Oh wait, Jessica Rabbit. I'm, I'm gonna do a search right now that I've Jessica never done Rabbit. before. Um, and that I'm going to regret almost immediately. Yeah, his, his species is tune. What's the name of the bunny rabbit. from um uh from uh Space Jam? Lola Bunny? Yeah, thank Lola you. Bunny. Now okay, now now Merritt. Merritt? Uh-huh. Merritt. Are is what you're about to do kind of type both of the all four of those words into the into one Google search bar? I did just put all 
four of the words in, um, and I am just going <laughs> to okay. copy and paste uh, okay. this yeah, kind of just like kinda, helpful okay. image that's yeah. sort of like, just, this, it's like commentary on society. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. Okay. So uh, mm-hmm. this is just, it's sort of like about how like we live, um, it says a lot we about society uh, with this image that I'm going to post. Yeah. Oh, you mean the podcast art for this week? What is definitely uh, this is this this merit this merit is mm-hmm. is legitimately the worst JPEG you've seen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I've been here for I've been here for a calendar year today, and this uh, is the worst thing you've sent me. <laughs> uh, how about this um, this uh, sing off between Lola Bunny and Jessica Rabbit that I've got? Um, no, thank okay, you. How, we, about, how about this rap battle between Jessica Rabbit and Lola Bunny? Oh, yeah. Should we explain? we need to explain for the audience. Okay. So yeah. for the audience, here's what this JPEG says. It's a JPEG that says at the top, I want to fuck a rabbit. And then it said, there's three pictures. There's a picture of Jessica Rabbit from the film Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yep. There's, a fi- there's a picture of Lola Rabbit from Lola Bunny. Lola Bunny from the film Toon, Toon Squad. Nope. Space Jam, and then there's a picture of Officer Hops, Jenny Hops from the film uh, Zootopia. Zootopia. That's the one. Thank you. Um, and then underneath it says the decade that the film was released, and then underneath that it says what the fuck happened because yeah. now they don't want to have sex with the cop bunny. No, they she's do- not no, 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 Nikki. That oh. is not the issue. I oh, believe oh, you have oh. conflated oh, the problem. Have I, oh, is this? Is that not the issue? The uh, the issue is not that they don't want to fuck the bunny. It is not that is not the problem. <laughs> That's the opposite a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. What the person here is is pointing out is that they want to fuck a real cartoon lady. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's normal. I see. Yeah. That's, That's like, totally. Listen, cavemen drew. Uh, pictures on the wall so like that's just normal like everyone wants to right it's just like that movie uh toon city that's nope not that's not what it's called um totally rad totally real totally Um, something cool world it's cool world Totally just like the movie where gabriel byrne really wants to have sex with the lady that he draws and then he does and then it destroys the world Right. So, Gabriel, can, is that Gabriel Byrne? Brad Pitt? One of them. Yes, that is what that movie is about. If a real life person has sex with a toon, it will destroy reality. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah. this that is, is a real what thing. this movie is about. And there is a, a Super NES version of this game on it's the fucking, Super Nintendo. It's, it's Brad Pitt. And I remember my mom was so upset that there was like a trailer for this on something that I watched as a young child. I would have been eight at this time. Uh, like, there was a trailer for this on one of my VHS tapes of some fucking Disney cartoon or some sort of cartoon that was for children, and she got very upset that this was even, like, this sexual thing with Brad Pitt in his fucking zoot suit was, like, (laughs) going to warp my tiny mind and my sexuality because it, it, like, exists in my face. Mm -hmm. I mean, but because it did. Uh, Kim Basinger was in this too. Do, do you know what? Uh, so they call tunes doodles in this. Actually, do you know what they call humans? <laughs> what do they call humans? <laughs> they call them noids. Noids, like the noid from yes. Pizza Hut. Yes, it is remarkable Why? how bad this movie looks. Um, yeah, Cool World is a fucking hell. How did how did they put this movie out after Roger Rabbit came out? 
Yeah, well, it, that's how they did it, right? It's it's you make yeah, a no, worse version of the adult thing that's super popular. Yeah. God, it looks so because bad. Because it's by Ralph Bakshi. It's, it's Is this very the bad. Mockbuster version of it? Like, kind basically? Of, this is the horny version of it. This is, okay. Yeah, this is like the, what was that fucking Meet the Feebles? Is that the name of the puppet movie? Oh, God. What? Meet the I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I, 1989. Yeah. Meet the Feebles. It's like adult Muppets. Yeah. So is that different from when they made that Jessica McCarthy movie with the Muppets in it where they cussed and they were police like three years ago? That was only like last year, right? Oh, yeah. Maybe two years ago? That that was more, uh, that probably had more heart to it than the Fe- Meet the Feebles did. Meet the Feebles is like deranged and like garbage pale kids kind of gross out humor on top oh. of that. I like if you if you search for Meet the Feebles, which I encourage everyone listening to this podcast to do. Um, you can see Peter. Oh, Peter Jackson's Meet the Feebles, actually. Oh, as it turns out. Okay, wait. We talked about this, Danielle. We talked about this a few weeks. Yeah, ago. Yeah, I think we did. We did a Peter Jackson. Uh, oh, that guy has through. a gun. Yeah, it's pointed in a bad spot too. Muppet has yeah. gun. Muppet has gun. Um, I kind of forgot that at the end of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Mickey Mouse stands over the uh, liquefied corpse of a dead man and says, damn, I would hate to see that. He doesn't say exactly that, but he says mostly. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, he, he says I, mostly I that. do remember this, yeah, because Mickey Mouse is there. He's like, man, Back to the Future 4 ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't have, I don't, hmm. I don't know if I have anything to add to any of this. I've been sitting on some JPEGs I could just share with you guys. Do, <laughs> we, yeah. do the do the share share the wealth. Yeah. Um. Back to back on the topic, not in, uh not in on the topic of cartoons and wanting to fuck them, uh, which I think is pretty uh, well established ground now. Back to the topic of time travel. There was a series of movies that I believe was direct to VHS that was like modern day serials that I was trying to remember the names of that I would rent. At the Cashwise Home Video Rental Center that was that's built into. Aww. That's nothing. That's yeah, folksy. the thing you. That's some folksy bullshit. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's I. It's real. Damn it! You're all the ones that are crazy. <laughs> Does uh, it still no. exist? And is it a pizza shop now? <sighs> well, Cashwise is a supermarket. And it still is. Oh. It was then, too. The rental portion of the supermarket, they had a built into the Cashwise. That is gone. Oh, I see. Uh, That's kind I, of I, like my Albertsons was like that. That's where I got Digimon oh. the movie. Ooh. My drugstore had video rentals, for sure. Oh, yeah. I feel like that was a thing that happened. It was just a lot of combos. Yeah. Uh, but but there was a series of movies that you could only that was like basically episodes of a TV series, but only existed on VHS tapes called. And I can all, I, every five years I think about this series and I can never remember the name. And I did just remember <laughs> it once again, which is Josh Kirby dot 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 Time Warrior exclamation point. Wow. I fucking love the podcast turning to the Magic Cavern. Some <laughs> <laughs> of my favorite Max Fun shows. <laughs> Um, yeah, I did just post in the Discord for us, one of the VHS box art images for it, I guess, that is Journey to the Magic Cavern that has a big mushroom man with a sword. I fucking hate this so much. (laughs) I don't understand the problem. I fucking hate looking at this guy. I want to just, like, chop his neck off. There's something wrong with his face. There really is something wrong with his face. I fixed Uh. it. I added another image. Now, why is he... Can can we just talk about his face, though, in the first one? Because... It's a mushroom face, and it hurts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. his face does hurt constantly, to be clear. 
it, why is he a I, mushroom, Stephen? So the t- the show is about a kid who finds a time machine or part of a time device in his backyard. Hold on, here's another image for you. Just real. Why quick is Deanna Troy Man. in this? Is she? She's on the cover. Oh. It looks oh like yeah. Her. Uh, there's just a close-up image of the live-action version <laughs> of the Mushroom Man for you. Okay, so this is a Mushroom Man who has really, really severe issues. Yes. Okay. Yes, they all do. Um, oh, this sucks, dude. Yeah? You think? Yeah, yeah, this sucks. Oh. I loved this as a kid. This was one of my go-tos. Hold I got... Is this like Doctor Who? No, this is like, bad. This seems... Yeah, that looks like a Doctor Who. Turn this looks like a Doctor Who. Oh, it almost... Like, it is in that same vein, but it was like more directly directed at children. Oh, wait, no, that rips. Now, the thing... The second so, JPEG yeah. you sent, that rules. That's good. Because it's, it's the... a kid and a robot. On the same a, moon set that they used every time they went to space in a Power Rangers fucking <laughs> <Yes>. show. <laughs> I don't believe that's a child. I believe that's an adult man in that no robot way. suit. He is the bad guy of that series, or he was... it. The whole thing... It, spoilers for Josh Kirby dot 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 time warrior exclamation point. <laughs> the whole thing is that he finds a piece of, the t- of this time device and this, like, doddering old British man... Stop me if you've heard this before. Takes him on adventures through time. Right, <laughs> to, I see. To help find pieces of the cosmic key. Uh, to stop something bad. And this guy in this time-traveling mech suit is uh, after them throughout the whole series. But at the end, near the end of the series, what you find out is actually the guy in the mech suit is the good guy. And the Josh Kirby has been working for the bad guy the whole time. And the oh, guy with the, shit. The, yeah, because, like, why would you want to fight Dino Knights? <laughs> right, exactly. You wouldn't want to do that. You would want to work with them. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's, hey, oh, that's what's all this I really have to add. about? <laughs> <laughs> I, what is this one again? Did, was this, what is it? This is this a, is a, a uh, video game, game one, I think. Thank you for yeah. coming. No, it's about our friend Martin, and it's about cartoon all-star superheroes, cartoon heroes. God. Um, did anyone play a video game in the last no. calendar week? Wait, sorry. Oh, I did. Uh, this person has drawn a lot of rap battles. Not just... <laughs> oh, not a just lot Jessica of them? Rabbit. Wait a second. Wait <laughs> a second. How many of them? Wait a second. How many of them? This is Shadow versus Mewtwo. Um, oh, what? Shadow versus Mewtwo? Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, Could Shadow... Now, <laughs> would Shadow or Mewtwo beat Batman with prep is my question. Uh, I mean, Shadow uh, can go back in time. So Batman has gone back. Let me tell you, Merritt. Batman has gone back in time. Wait, uh, this is Gex versus Conker. So, um, I... I mean, those are video games. So, just to be I clear, think... Merritt, you're not talking about the <laughs> video Merit- Mewtwo versus Shadow source rap battle on YouTube.com? Uh, no. No, not talking about that video. Not crazy to find out that that's a video <sighs> Mewtwo, Mewtwo versus Shadow the Hedgehog the infinite source source rap battle <clears throat> rap battle um, there's also an extended and remastered version that was published two years later okay but we've talked about rap battles great rap battles of history right because like I have a real weird history with them yeah I, I thought they were good history. for a very long time because I'm an idiot child I uh yeah <laughs> I did we t- we talked about them? So we we did, right? Did I don't know if I'm, we talked about them on the podcast. Oh, um, well, I uh, I think I watched a bunch of them because I was dating someone who liked them like ten years ago, 
And I was like, ha, yeah, that's great. Um, And then, uh, like, a few weeks ago, it was, like, really late at night, and I was, like, kind of high, and I was just, like, looking at YouTube. And then one just came up that was, like, um, Thanos versus J. Robert Oppenheimer. And I was like, what? And I felt like <laughs> I felt like compelled to click. I didn't want to, but I could feel myself doing it. And it started, and I was just like so afraid, like so mm. scared. And like it's, it's not just that it was like not the topic or whatever, because I've watched other ones since then, and I felt the same sensation Fear? because of like yeah, like uh, this like panic response in like my lizard brain that's like you are about to die because like <laughs> right. something about the tone and like the way that the camera keeps shifting around and like zooming in on them and then like the voice at the beginning is like really distorted and uh it just it it creates this like deep brain response in me that is like this sense of alarm but also mm. like i can't do anything like this like freeze you know yeah. Right, yeah. It's like, um, it's like, uh, what, the, it's a backdoor, one of those, like, evil hypno video things, right? Like, yes. it's just like, oh, no, this is actually terrible. Right, it's like, there's, a, there's actually, a graphic yeah. novel about how it actually, like, mm-hmm. infiltrates your brain or whatever, yeah. Um, so that's not video games either. Just <laughs> <laughs> for the record. If anybody didn't know. So it's Danielle not. or Nikki, did you play a video game? I played a I video played, game. I played a video. Danielle, talk about the video game that you played. I mean, I've already talked about it, but I played a whole lot of Doom. Uh, oh, Doom is good, and I put it down to shitty baby difficulty, and now I'm having fun again. See, I told you. Yeah, it's easy. Just it do was it. the right thing to do. I'm still look. I'm not proud, but I'm I'm still dying a little bit every now and then. Uh, that game is really hard, even on normal difficulty. That platforming. So- and I love platforming. I am Ms. Platformer 2020. Uh, I know I'm maybe more known as uh, Ms. Immersive Sim or mm. Ms. Uh, Into the Breach, but I also really love a good platformer. And I even like, I, I don't hate first person platforming, but I think you need a little bit more of an indicator. Like if they put like Doom Guy's arm out or something yeah. that kind of helps you just sort of uh, judge distance a little better. Because most of the time when I'm, when I'm dying at this point, it's because I, I totally just fucked up a jump. Um, there's some also, there's some iffy jumping. I would say the the red shit on walls that you need to climb. Yeah, do you know what I'm talking about. That is yeah. like the worst thing in that game. It it was inscrutable when I played it at E3 last year, and I was like, oh, they're gonna change that. That's like an unfinished texture. It, it, is what it's this is. It's not great. It's really then, just not great. Yeah, and then I like watched gameplay, and it's the exact same. And it's like I. <laughs> I just don't understand how nobody at the QA phase or, like, in the product testing phase, like, how they didn't see people, st- like, stop. At least in the in the segments that I was playing at E3, which was, like, kind of mid-game, it looks like. Um, yeah. There are so many really good flow segments where you're moving, you're moving, you're moving, and then they're like, okay, small bit of platforming. Here's a, like, uh, here's one of those jungle gym beams. Yeah. And now jump onto a wall and then air dash your way basically across. And it just, like, kills all of the momentum because you have absolutely no idea where they're expecting you to jump and what they right. want you to grab onto. Yeah. Um, so it's frustrating to see that that's still kind of... It, and it doesn't feel, like, wildly far off. It just feels like it just needed that extra little bit of some sort of visual indicator or something. Just right. a little something extra. It just feels like I'm I'm kind of running at it you know by the seat of my pants but not in a great way i'm just it's just that sort of like all right well i'm gonna die six times now 
until I figure out the thing. And it's like, you know, maybe, maybe I didn't need to. And I appreciate, you know, I appreciate a challenge as much as anybody else, but uh, I'm on shitty baby mode, so it's, it's, it's not about that anymore. <laughs> I will say I appreciate that you don't just because in Doom 2016, if you missed a jump, you just died. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It, it is this, just a little bit of health. That's true. Yeah, and you can get you can theoretically get health back so fast in this game. Like health and armor is basically meaningless because you have a million different things. But also, the game is just full of a million different things that you have to be monitoring at all times between the blood punch and the frag grenade and the freeze grenade and the glory kills and the flame belch and your dashes that have a cooldown of their own, and your double yeah. jump, and your ammo, and your chainsaw fuel, which also runs on another cooldown thing. And there's just... I don't even think it's that... It's too much to handle. I actually think that the UI is too small in a lot of cases. There mm. should be better sure. stuff on screen telling you, hey, you need to use your ammo, or you need to use your chainsaw right now to get some ammo back. And you've got chainsaw fuel, so go at it. Like, just do it. Or... More stuff like that, just in general. Instead of this teeny tiny little pip that says, yep, your frag grenade is ready to go. And yeah. it's not a great frag grenade in the first place. I don't like using it, except as like, uh, well, I don't have anything else at my disposal and I just need to make distance, which I think is kind of what it's meant to do. Yeah, but, that and, and cacodemons, right? Or one of, yeah. the, one of the three things that will kill them, basically. And even then, I, I typically, just because I'm so much more used to pointing and aiming a gun and clicking, I'm usually using the shotgun grenade launcher for Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Mm. That makes sense. Now, have you, have you thought about shooting the head? Of the cacodemon. <laughs> yeah, like, click the head. So the cacodemon is mostly head, actually. <laughs> so it sounds like it's easy to kill then, huh? Oh, Except for his little yeah. <laughs> spindly arms. Those oh, terrifying, terrible arms? little spindly arms. I need to look at these cacodemons. I think they do, right? Or am I thinking of just the pain elemental? Well, I might be screwing it up. So cacodemons are based on a monster on the front of a D&D book. And that... Beholder? Uh... Yes. Well, no. It, I think it actually is just called the cat. I'm not sure. It has arms oh. and legs, though. It's not a beholder. It's like, it looks... Just search, like, uh, Caco Demon D&D. Uh, &D. Oh, yeah. Uh, even the Doom one does. I can it see does. It legs. does have really creepy little spindly arms, like spindly claws. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're good. I, also, searching Caco Demon did reveal an image of the original Doom sprite, but without any teeth. And that's bad. Oh, like no. That. It's just going to gum you to death real slow. Uh, that's not a <laughs> phrase I ever want to hear. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. Oh, the Doom 64 Cacodemon is a lot to take in. Oh, I need to see that. Doom that has That doesn't have little spindly arms. That has real ass arms. Oh, boy. Doom 64 Ooh. Cacodemon. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> also, this guy wants to take all your money and your soul at the same time. It's yeah. A lot. Why does it, the arms are bad? I made the mistake of scrolling too far down this Google image search results page, and now mm -hmm. I am looking at a cacodemon with a big fat old ass on Newgrounds. Ah! <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! Hell yeah! Hell yeah, dude! Oh, oh I'm boy. so glad. That rules. That's awesome. We cool, did so it. You're close to being done with Doom, Danielle, or no? Probably not, at all? not. I think I'm only in like the fifth mission, oh, okay. uh, which I have no idea how far in. But I, I'm assuming this game is not short. Uh, Did you beat the Doom Hunter? I no. I think that's coming next. I, I just okay. finished with the uh, the cold place, the Ar Antarctic base, the coldest right. mm. Antarctic base. The Argent Dinner, I think, is the name of that place. Yeah, it's like that home Argent dimension. Dinner. Yeah. 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 
just eat this yummy, yummy Argent energy. I'm I mean, there were a lot of yummy parts there. There were a lot of, like, uh, gut machines, like, guts, like, grinders in that area. (laughs) Still circling right on back to Nickelodeon TV shows from the Yeah, right? I'm trying to make it all happen. I'm trying to make the magic work, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Nikki, have you been playing Doom too? I have not been playing Doom. I'm saving Doom, I think, for a lull, kind of because I've accidentally went and done did put 90 hours into Animal Crossing in one yeah. week. Yeah. I did roll. I did yeah. roll credits on that game this morning. Um, Wait, is that for real? Yes, I saw credits. That, I saw credits, credits on Animal. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw credits on Animal Crossing today. So I'm done. I guess I'm free from the prison. I, what? Is this a bit? No, this I is can't. not a bit. I promise you, the game <laughs> will put credits in front of you pretty soon. Okay. Like, what, um, when you pay off your last thing or something? Or? There's, I mean, I can just tell you. It's not like a fucking spoiler. There's, like, so you complete all of the, the tasks that Tom Nook gives you, and then they build a resident services building, and then the Tom Nook's whole fucking thing is that he wants people to move into the island because that's how he makes money. Um, so he wants people to know about the town, so his logic is that if he gets K.K. Slider to do Baby Coachella on the island, then, uh, people will show up. It's actually not even fucking Coachella. It really is a fire festival situation, if you think about it. completely what, yeah. Um, so his idea is get K.K. Slider to come to the island, so you have to talk to Isabel, and Isabel's like, your town rating is a X of five stars. Get more people to move here. Plant some flowers. Put some shit outside. And you, once you finish all that... K.K. Slider calls, <laughs> and this is the part where, like, it didn't really come together, I'm sure, the way Nintendo kind of expected. <laughs> it was 6.30 in the morning when I oh, when I no. turned on my Switch today, and I ran over. Nothing is open. It's like I ran over to Resident Services, and I was like, yo, what up, Tom Nook? What do I do? And then he was like, oh, it looks like you got your town all the way there. And then he, like, makes a phone call and calls K.K. Slider. And I was like, oh, cool. So they're going to, like, set it up and I'm going to be able to decide when the concert happens. No, 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 no. It's just, like, a four-minute-long cutscene where, like, it immediately goes from that phone conversation to K.K. Slider is going to perform to fade to black to fade back up. And everybody in the village, it's 630 in the morning. Everyone in the village is huddled around Tom Nook. Or is huddled around Tom Nook and K.K. Slider as K.K. Slider plays the theme song for Animal Crossing. Um, And then while he plays the theme song, credits roll. Wow. And then at the end, they're like, uh, here's the terrain manipulation stuff. Uh, You did it. (laughs) You beat the story mode, I guess. I think I'm yeah. really close to that. Yeah. I think I'm very I, close. Yeah. I feel like this is. I feel like this is a game in a um, a thing in a lot of Japanese games, especially of credits that roll when the game is absolutely not done, and they more exactly. exist. Yeah, they they more exist to be like a mile marker that says, "And now you've entered the end game." Because right, you like tell you that. That's exactly what I was trying to like figure out because I had the thought the night like last night like I was like when am I gonna see credits because they're like is are they gonna add an app into the phone that's like this is the credits and it's gonna like make it look like legalese which would have been kind of cute but like I was like no they're gonna make me watch credits and it turns out that this is how they did it um, huh. so and yeah then you get terrain manipulation and then you get terrain manipulation and then well you kind of get terrain manipulation you get terrain manipulation you get the the app. But the only thing you can do with the app from the get-go is build paths. You then have to spend 6,000 Nook miles to unlock water manipulation, and then another 6,000 miles to unlock cliff manipulation. 
So it costs 12,000 miles to get the app to full capacity, basically. Okay. Um, so there's like even, there's a little bit more time gating uh, within the app stuff. So I can't really do, go whole hog on that. Sorry. Do we know if they are planning on adding a lot of post-release DLC or is it just going to be it seems events? It's, I don't know. It would be wild to me to like not add stuff seasonally. There's like a category in the DIY, like the crafting yeah. menu that says that is like seasonal items. And like in there right now is like, all bamboo stuff. So it's like bamboo chair, bamboo stool, bamboo table, bamboo noodle tube, which is <laughs> a thing I didn't know existed, um, but is really cool. It's just like a big, it's a big, so, the, okay. So you cut a bamboo tube, you cut a thing of bamboo in half, right? And then you put noodles at the top of it. And it's just like a restaurant style situation in Japan where like people sit alongside the bamboo uh, track basically that they've built and then you catch the noodles in the tube. And then you eat them. Wow. Anyway, I have one of those at my house. Nice. Um, also in Animal Crossing. Also in Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, there's, uh, there's a spot for seasonal furniture and clothing. So I would assume that every time they add an update for to add a, another holiday in, um, like they will add stuff. Because right now, if you skip to Christmas, the game doesn't do, won't do anything. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. in there yet. It's not. Yeah, yeah the game, like Christmas isn't in the game yet. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that like all they're waiting on that stuff, and it'll be time gated by literal time. Huh. This is all super fascinating to me as somebody who, as we have established on this podcast before, doesn't know jack shit about Animal Crossing <laughs> and doesn't know how they've handled this stuff in the past. Really? Yeah. I mean. The 3DS game didn't have paid DLC in any capacity, did it? No, but it did have a free update like three or four years after it came out. Just one, just the one they didn't. It, but it was like it was like it was honestly like a 2.0 style update because they added it. They added in like amiibo support, and then they added in like a bunch of new abilities that you had as the mayor to kind of redesign and re like situate stuff on your in your town. Not to the same extent that you have right now in new horizons but they did add a lot of features um and they added holidays and items and like functionality to yeah. uh it was like the welcome amiibo update when it was like huh. it was literal years after new leaf had come out yeah that's really interesting um yeah but they but like the holidays and stuff were already in the game so if you were to time skip to december and the game came out in march you'd be able to experience the christmas stuff get the christmas stuff and then come back but right, now you okay. can't you can't do that uh do we want to take a quick break here before we go on and talk can about I? the rest of the yeah. we've been playing oh yeah oh wait can i very quickly talk about a different a very short game that i will not spend very much time on I know sure this is our first break. toss to break, and I've immediately ruined it. <laughs> um, I played a game called Bleeding Edge. Have y'all seen this? Yes. It's a game from Ninja Theory, which is now a Microsoft Studio. It's an Xbox exclusive. Um, it. Hmm, hmm. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Can I? Can I just say before you get into that? I just wanted to say I wanted this game to be good, but yeah. was already super. I love Ninja Theory. I think they're a great developer, but I was already super skeptical of doing the Bloodborne, not Bloodborne, Battleborn thing again yes. in 2020. They. That's what they did. They did manage to do that. It's like. 
What was that fucking, uh, was it drawn? No. What was that game where it was the whole thing looked like a sketchbook, like a child's sketchbook? Drawn to death. Drawn to death. So it's like that. Like, that's the kind of the vibe, um, but less abrasive. But there's, like, a lot of graffiti and, like, the Genji character, instead of having, like, smoke bombs because he's a ninja, he's actually got, like, spray cans and he sprays himself and that's how he goes invisible. that's, That's cute. So like there's a, there's a like a lot of there exactly there's a lot of like oh that's cute but then like you put it all together and it's like nobody in the office talks to each other to tell the other people on the team what they were doing with the video game that they were all working on. So it results in a video game that feels really bad to play um <laughs> is sometimes dead silent. These maps are huge, but it's only 4v4 and the maps feel like they could support like 6v6 or even 8v8. But because it's 4v4, uh, there are you can sit on in a corner of these maps and like not even hear the fight happening on the other side of the map. And there's no music or anything either, so it's just <laughs> silence. You're just like sitting in silence. The only thing you can hear is kind of like your hoverboard noise. Um, it's just so forgettable, which is like the worst, like actively like the worst part because I can't even think about anything that is memorable uh, or like. I actively liked about the game. It's just a bunch of like, ugh. ugh. Maybe a bunch of individual parts that are, yeah. if they were in a cohesive whole, would be memorable, but nothing about it is cohesive enough to make it stand out. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's a bummer. It's a bummer because it, it, see, it seems like it comes from a good place, but like, there's just nothing there. Anyway, sorry. Let's take a break. Yeah. Let's take a break. <laughs> we'll be right back. We'll restart this call. And we're back, everybody, with uh, more fanwidth for your listening enjoyment because <clears throat> I have something caught in the back of my throat, and there's nothing more enjoyable than the sound of me clearing it out. Hello, <laughs> I'm still Steven Strum. We just got done yeah. talking about Bleeding Edge by Ninja Theory. What else did we talk about? Just for posterity, we talked about Doom Eternal Doom. before that. Animals Ju- Crossing. Yes, I think those were the three. And well, of course, Josh Kirby, Time Warrior, the most important. Yes. Right. Yeah, we also talked for at least an hour about video games. Yes, exactly. That most of that was all video games. It was just a really smooth transition from the intro straight into what we are known for, which is video games. Merritt, have you played a video game? Oh, I played a video game. I played a little game by a. Uh... Kind of a well-known designer. You might have heard of him. Uh, his name is uh, Hideo Kojima. Am I am I saying that right? Kojima. Oh. Yes. Oh, Hideo Kojima. Yeah. Uh, I'm an expert, and I'm saying yes. And uh, it's a game called Penguin Adventure. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I forgot. And about uh, this. it's the first game that he worked on. It was released in 1986, and uh, it was released for the MSX computer. Which was a, a Microsoft computer made in 1983. Wait, is that what the MS stands for? Uh, I, yes, yes, it is. I actually um, didn't know that one was Microsoft. I thought it was Microsoft a Japanese computer. Microsoft Experience. Uh, well, huh. it it was really. I don't know if it was released here, maybe, but it was popular in Japan. Okay. So, perhaps well known to most Kojima fans as the console that uh, Metal Gear was first released on. Like and Metal then, Gear, not Metal Gear Solid, like the 2D sprite Metal game. Gear. And then it was butchered for the NES release in the US. Right. But uh, Penguin Adventure is the first game that Hideo Kojima ever worked on. <laughs> and uh, 
it's a runner where you're a penguin trying to dodge holes and then grab fish that shoot out of the ground. And then there's also boss fights sometimes. And then later on, you get a gun. What? Wow. Okay, yeah, I had to, uh, one the question. Gun, the gun is good. You get a gun and then gun. you fight big monsters. Uh-huh. How do you fight bosses and monsters in a runner? Uh, I only got to one boss and I couldn't beat it. But it's like a big turtle that looks like it's from a Godzilla game. And there oh. seem to be like four little posts that you have. Like basically you're not, like you're just facing it. You're not really running anymore. But oh. then you're like moving back and forth and you have to like jump on the posts a few times to like knock them into the ground. And then I guess maybe it just like makes it sink into the water or something. Unclear. But I couldn't beat it because it was very, very difficult. You were not playing with cheats then. I was not. There's also multiple endings in this game. Uh, there's these space levels, bonus stages where you fly into space and then catch a space fish. And, um, or spish as they're also known. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, people, uh, praise it as one of the best MSX action games for its gameplay depth, variety, and rich pseudo 3d tile based graphics with sprites. Uh, oh. so I played that a bunch the other day. Does and, it hold up? Uh, you know, <laughs> it's very difficult, and it basically is just a runner, but I have to imagine if you bought it in 1986, you'd be like, nice, because I got like four levels in, and the world map, there were like at least 20 more, probably, and then there's like other shit, like aliens start showing up and trying to kill you, and then like the ground starts erupting into flames, and it, there's a lot. Um, hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I played that, played a bit of that. Um, I got back into Monster Hunter. Hell oh. yes. Yeah, finally. It finally happened. And uh, I'm trying to just burn my way through the base game with the gear that they give you. That's just like, okay, hey, we know at this point <laughs> you've probably played this and you're just like wanting to see to Iceborne and stuff. We got you. Check this out. Here's some really broken armor and weapons. We won't let you just skip. But we'll give you this stuff that lets you just really bully all the early monsters. Right. <laughs> we got we played a little bit together the other day, and granted, Jiratotus is a really weak monster, but there was that one where it was I jumped into your match because I have to, because you're currently, or at the time you were earlier on in the story than I was, so I had to help you with your yeah. stuff. And by the time I had loaded into the mission, you had almost killed it. Yeah, so uh, that's been fun. I forgot that that is a very good game. Fucking and rules, doesn't it? it? It looks so pretty, especially on PC. It's right, like it's 60 frames. Just like these like beautiful environments that are just so peaceful and like just chill. And, uh, and then also you can hunt monsters if you want to. Yeah, and, if you want. Yeah, if you want. If you don't want to just like go for a hike in this weird like coral forest. Try to... <laughs> capture a weird bouncing bird off the back of a dinosaur cow yep that's that's how you do it um but yeah i've been playing those um i jumped back in into doom after a few days away and i was like oh i forgot how to play this game completely <laughs> uh because i keep getting my ass handed to me mm. so i either might turn the difficulty down or just like try and really just get through it because definitely it's like oh i haven't played this for like 48 hours and my brain has forgotten how to do it properly right 
because even at the beginning of that game, that ramp up is like almost immediate, and then I imagine yeah. later on, yeah, when you're dealing yeah. with things like mancubuses or mancubi, sorry, right? Yeah, when they throw you into like arenas with like a bunch of mancubuses and then a bunch of gargoyles and uh, do demons, whatever they're called. Oh, yeah. revenants, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, the doot doots, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. doots. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess there's the that, skin, that skin you can put on them, which is kind of funny. Yeah, that's yeah. like a meme. That's I wonder if they paid yeah, yeah, yeah. artist. Uh, I would probably guess not. Uh, it's an oh. homage. But, uh, oh. <laughs> Hell pays an exposure. It. I don't know. I have some other stuff that I've just like had. Like I, I bought Divinity Original Sin Two yeah. a few weeks ago. I haven't really picked that up again. Uh, and then I was playing through uh, Final Fantasy Adventure, and I think I might be starting. I think we got a code for Trials of Mana, the new one, soon. So yeah, yeah. I might try to play through the old one just to like see what differences there are, if any. You mean Trials of Mana? Trials of Mana, not Secret of Mana. Yes. That's yes. the one that, you would, you, would one. you want to play through. Uh, I want to play through the original uh, tr- Second Densetsu 3, yeah, okay. also known as Trials of Mana, which is being re-released this month as a, uh, a 3D game. Which is... I'm curious to see how that goes, because... Everyone hated the Secret of Mana one, right? They sure did. Yeah. Um, and they just put out the, for the first time in English... The the one that you're talking about right now, the original version, like was not out in English in an official in official capacity for a long, long time. And Until they just last put that year, out. Yeah. Yeah. Like late last year too, like mm-hmm. post E three. So I'm curious to see yeah, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that one, I guess. And just in general. To see if like it's just basically that three D Secret of Mana thing again and not good in the same way. <laughs> or what? Because it just seems like such an odd thing to me to bring out the English release and then just immediately put out the weird sort of mm, blobby 3D remake. It's a little strange, but I mean, I think people do really love that game. Mm. So, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Is that it? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I'm like trying to think. Did that Control DLC come out yet? It did. Um, but only on one but platform, But only on right? PS4, yeah. Oh. On PC well, as well, I think. Oh, and PC. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'll play that. Yeah, we got a code for that technically. They sent me a code. I was supposed to play it in time for last week's podcast, actually, I think. And they sent me the PC code and sent me a save file to ha- just have the main campaign beaten because I beat it on Xbox originally. So I right, yeah. needed a PC, but so it's not out on Xbox for like another six months or whatever. So I couldn't play it on there in time for coverage. And then I tried to set up this save system and it didn't work. And it sounds like I maybe got a retail code instead of a press code. And <laughs> right. Womp, womp. Yeah, so it didn't actually like work in any way, so I still ha- I have that DLC, I just haven't been able to look at it at all, and I'm still kind of waiting on word uh, to hear if, if that save situation is going to be fixed, or if at some point here in the near future, I'm just going to be playing through Control all the way again, because you know what? That doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world. That game's real good. I like it a lot. That new, so in addition to the DLC, they also added a bunch of new abilities just to the main game, it's like a free update. 
and I'm, cool. Yeah. I'm kind of curious to see how those work into... The, maybe it's just stuff that you can only get, like, way post-game or something like that. Because they did... This is even the second DLC that they put out. They put out that Expeditions DLC before, which was, like, random battles against monsters for loot and stuff like that. So I wonder if the new abilities are for that, or if it's to maybe make getting through that main campaign a little bit easier. Because one of the chief complaints, as we've discussed on this podcast, with Control at release, was that the bosses are just fucking hard. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. I want to check that out at some point. We'll see. I have been playing a lot of shit, though, so I haven't had any time to just go back and... Well, I was going to say I haven't had any time to go back and replay a game I've already played, but that's literally uh-huh. what I... But... <laughs> well... That's... Uh, so, let me tell you a game... Uh, let me tell you about a game called Monster Hunter World, <laughs> which I am replaying on PC with <laughs> Merit here and there. Uh, that game's really good still. Like Merritt was mm-hmm. just saying, I've also got I've got an SSD in my computer, and one of the I forget if I talked about this on last week's podcast, but Jesus, the PS4 load times even on a pro are criminal for that game. Uh. Where it's not just like you, so you load into a mission, you start a mission from the main hub in that game or one of the main hubs. And then you sit there, and it's like, preparing for quest, preparing for quest, preparing for quest. And it's like, okay, I can go and go eat, and I can go check my loadouts. I can maybe go to the Steamworks and go get a few free items or something like that. And there's a bunch of stuff. And then you're like, okay, finally, the the mission is prepared. I can go out. And then you hit a button, and then you wait, like, Mm -hmm. another three and a half to five minutes (laughs) at a loading screen. And then you fly in, and then you're good to go. Let me tell you, on PC, that shit don't happen. It's actually... (laughs) It's immediate. It's it's good, yeah. So good. Uh, Merritt, you were, you had talked about this too. You made this comparison when we were playing the other night that it's like when we went from Destiny on PS4 to Destiny on PC. Oh yeah, no, it's like a different game because you get to play the video game. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's game changing. Some would say it's a real game changer. It's a literal it's game changer. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, instead of making sandwiches and listening to podcasts between load times, you're just, like, constantly playing, and your, like, whole mindset kind of changes to, uh, you know, incorporate that, and it's very cool (laughs) that I could just do that. The one thing I'm a little bit... I'm curious, because they're going to be syncing up the PC version with the console versions, which is something they promised before the game ever came out. Now, two and a half years later, it's finally happening, which just seems like a wild thing. But... I'm curious to see... They haven't said that there's going to be cross-save, but I'm still kind of holding out hope that there will be cross-save because there's so much on the PS4 version that I just don't want to have to farm again that it's just random drops and things, like very special decorations and stuff. I don't mind going back for things like cosmetics and whatnot. That's just kind of fun, and it's fights mm-hmm. I'm going to want to do anyway. But, boy, when you have to just wait for like a drop of like a critical slash... I don't know agitator jewel or something like that that might even not be a real thing that is such a pain in the ass to deal with even now at the end game mm-hmm. of that game um and i'm just mm, we'll see how it goes uh and the other game i'm replaying all the way through again right now is persona 5 royal still uh put like another few dozen hours into that game i just that's my weekend game right now uh monster hunter i kind of check in with during the day in the mornings when I wake up and a little bit on stream and then sometimes before I go to bed because it's such a uh, relaxing game to do. Boy, my whole voice, my whole vocal thing just kind of went... 
<laughs> out the window for that sentence, huh? Listen, it disappears sometimes. Yeah. <sighs> it goes away. It's like the wind, you know? Yeah, it's like the ash on the wind outside your apartment. Yeah. Which... Which, yeah, an update on that. How's that going? I haven't seen much of it. Uh, it I'm, I'm really hoping this was just some dopey, you know neighbor doing something weird yeah. but not burning the house down so yeah you don't smell smoke or anything right i don't and also there was a fire in Maspeth, which is right. uh, a very close neighborhood it's it's i mean technically i'm i'm also like next to bedsty where there was a fire yesterday so you know between two of these fires and neighboring uh between two uh, furs i was gonna say neighboring mm-hmm. neighborhoods but you know mm-hmm. what yeah i haven't eaten since like 10 a.m so oh, no. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Well, weather does play a big role in Persona Five Royal. Which is the <laughs> new, <laughs> damn, new weather Persona. and like mindset, you know, like because mm-hmm. I'm hungry. I have a hungry mindset, and I know mindsets have a lot to do with that game. Totally. Right? That all the emotional dungeons, states. Yeah. Yeah. All the dungeons in that game are you entering people's brains like Psychonauts style, and yeah. you know sorting them out. I am a good deal farther into it now. I'm seeing a lot more of the new content that they've added. I'm still not at the stuff where you really get to see the new dungeon and the brand new, like, party member. That stuff is still, like, 90 hours into that game. At least by my count, because I... Now, why... This is... Why? Why would you... Why would you do that that way? (laughs) I don't know, Are they just banking... Are they just banking on, like... The people who like Persona enough to care about it this much are going to just play the game again? I mean, maybe. Uh, I almost wonder if to a lot of people, the I wonder if they just assume that most people didn't beat it the first time. Because it was already like a 100-hour game, 120-hour for me. But again, I play games very slowly in general. Like, I right. play, I'm in max a lot. So it was about 120 to 125 hours for me. I also put 110 hours into... Fire Emblem Three Houses, which LB the other day told me should have only taken me about 60. So, Mm -hmm. that's maybe... mm. But, yeah, I wonder if they just assume that most people didn't beat it last time, and since this is... Or a lot of people, like John, I believe, got about halfway through that game and then just said to themselves, well, they've already announced the remake version of it, which they Mm -hmm. do for literally every one of these. So, I'm just gonna wait. And then they get to pay twice for it. They get to pay $120. Yeah, they get... That's how they get ya. Mm -hmm. Now... Um, is the music still good in this one? The music is still very good. It does. All right, the s- it's good. Yeah, it does. This we talked about this a little bit on the review podcast, but for people who maybe missed that, and for you, Nikki, the, it does the same thing that Persona Three did. Maybe Persona Four did this as well, where the remake versions of the game made it so that the classic battle theme that everybody loved only plays when you enter in like a non-optimal version of the battle. Uh, what that means is, like, in Persona 5 terms, if you sneak up behind an enemy in the overworld and start the battle that way, you ambush them, and it plays different music depending on if you ambush them versus Uh. if you start normally. And in Persona 5 especially, if you are playing even halfway competently, you are almost never, ever, ever not getting an ambush, which means you basically never hear Last Surprise, the main battle theme from Persona. Why? Why? Yeah, there's Why a new song now. It's a, it's still a really good song. It's like no, a, you know, the I, same. I refuse to believe that it's as good. <laughs> it's maybe, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's quite as good as Last Surprise. It's pretty good, though. It's not bad. It's the same, like, composer and singer and everything, so it's, like, the same 
Tone. Wait, hold on. The fucking song is called Last Surprise and it doesn't play when you sneak up on people. Silly. I know. Silly. Right? Because it was the song in Persona 5, it was the song uh, that played when you snuck up on people. So, uh, you, you never see it coming. Oh, yeah. That song. Uh, I heard so much of that song. Yeah. Uh, so, let me tell you, I put 120 hours into that game. So did I. Yeah, uh, no, I only, I've witnessed 90. I didn't play it. Oh, where, yeah. how did you see it originally? Uh, my ex, my my partner at the time, uh, played that game, and we both worked from home. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I I listened. I think I've also told this. I listened to that game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is. It was anybody, a radio play for me. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody wants to hear it, uh, the name of the song is "Take Over Ambush," I think, or "Take okay. Over Ambush" version. Maybe this is this is uh, the link I have shared with you is not an official. Atlas approved the link to the song by any stretch. Mm. Oh no! Oh, this is, is this pirate? You know, piracy. When you're working with phantom thieves, you have to look at laws as more like suggestions rather than rules. You know, mm-hmm. as the man in the Tiger King says, mm-hmm. when Thomas Jefferson said, "If you don't find a law just and you perceive injustice, then it's your right and duty to not follow that law." Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, that's that's how, that's what it's that's what he said, and well, that's why we. It's kind of what the guy said. I don't, I have no fucking idea what Thomas. No, said. that's what that's what Thomas Jefferson said. It's oh. in the Bible. Also, hey, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> also, oh, may, yeah. hey, maybe Thomas Jefferson not the arbiter of morality all the time either. Yeah, he had a big well. Hat. When when you learn more about th- this man in question's worldviews, you might you might understand. Fair, fair, fair enough. Uh, now I'm listening I, to Last Surprise, which is a better song. It is probably a better song. Thank you for your, thank you for sending me that that MP4. But I've clicked on a different MP4, and I like this one better. <laughs> wow. Uh, one thing I will say about this: uh, one thing I think that they do a really good job of in Persona Five Royal, especially now that I've spent more time with it. The main stuff with the new character and the new dungeon doesn't come in until very, very late, but they start introducing not just her, but a lot of the other characters that didn't show up, even in the original version, didn't show up to like 20, 30, 40 hours into that game. They start introducing them way earlier and letting you interact with them more meaningfully. Like, Akechi is like a big, important character in that game that you see like three times throughout Persona 5 and then is like a massive, massive character later on and it's just like, well... A lot of this doesn't feel necessarily fully earned. And now in this, he's like a full confidant that you can hang out and spend time with basically from the jump of that game. Uh, the new character you can also hang out with um, for a long time before she like joins your party and stuff like that. She's like woven into the existing story and a lot of events. So that's pretty cool. Cool. Nice. But that's Persona 5. Yeah, it's, it is good. I will say this too, like just circling back to the idea of you know, assuming that people would be hardcore enough Persona fans to play it again, like, it's been really easy to just play it again. It's just been very smooth sailing. Just, boy, I never replay games. Or if I do, they're very, very short games. I might have said this last week, too, but it's just been... That has held true even now, like, 70 hours in where I'm at. I still just... I'm I'm not tired of it. I'm just enjoying the hell out of Persona still. Uh, all, I, all I want is that video game on the Nintendo Switch. Oh, Aww. yeah. The fact that it is not on a portable console of any style is yeah. basically a crime. Yeah. Um, um, 
Is that yeah, it? Monster Hunter's good. Persona's good. That's video games. That might be. We video did games. a video game. I read Dungeon Meshy. That delicious. How was that? What's that about dungeons? Yeah, delicious in dungeon. Do people know this? No. Oh, do you not know? Like you, you okay? Uh, I can talk a little bit about this. It's a manga. Uh, there's also an anime of it in the works here very soon. Uh, it's one that I... It's just been a long-standing favorite of mine, and the new volume just came out recently. It is about a group of adventurers who go into, like, a class... This is kind of a new trope in manga and anime out of Japan recently of having, like, very... Playing around with very classical D&D-style, like, dungeoneering and adventuring and making it into its own thing and spinning it off in weird ways. The one for this, the twist for this, is that the adventurers in question, the main party, runs out of money. So they have to go into the dungeon. You know, They're like, okay, we're going to spend all of our money on better gear because we need to go in and go save somebody. How do we save money? And they meet this dwarf, this like really weird sort of like bug-eyed dwarf guy named Senshi. Um who tells them, well, you can just eat the monsters in the dungeon. You know, there's those, like, all these, like, incredible, you know, you can eat anything if you prepare <laughs> it the right way. <laughs> you can you can eat anything. Nobody yeah. will stop you. There Nobody no will, nobody's down here. It's no dun- Yeah, dungeon law is no law. And, but he's like this, like, you know, five-star chef. They, they start, they come up with the idea to eat monsters themselves, and then he's like, no, 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 no. Let me show you how it's done. And so the the book becomes, like, this, like, half cooking show half dungeons and dragons adventure throughout the entire series as there will just be like massive battles against mermen and mandrakes and gargoyles and dragons and stuff like that and then there will be an entire chapter about how they cooked up that dragon into a really good omelet and used griffin eggs or whatever that's really cool yeah and there's like these loving, loving, loving drawings of all the food, and it so it's not like, like fighting foodons at all, is what you're telling me. <laughs> no, <laughs> I see, I see. Well, dungeon, they already, they'd already dungeon. done that. They'd already done it. They yeah, they'd already young. done it. I guess. Yeah, delicious and dungeon has no attitude whatsoever. Damn. It's actually like it's also really sweet, and also as you go deeper and deeper into the series, Ryoko Kui is the name of the author. Uh, she goes way deep into establishing how all this stuff works from like an ecological standpoint mm, and like politics lore. yeah food lore and political lore and the lore of the dungeon it becomes like not dark or anything like that it's not a madoka magica where it's like ah you think this is cute and fun and fluffy but then it's actually fucked up it's just actually like really well built really carefully designed world building on top of this just ridiculous stuff also the main fighter dude, Laios, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right at all, for the group is, like, definitely just has a fetish for monsters. Just he's has a huge like a, fucking pervert, and he just, just wants to eat He wants to eat every monster because he's just, like, a huge pervert. But that's, that's cool, though. <laughs> yeah. We've established, when we talked about Zootopia, that it's cool to be a huge fucking pervert for weird yeah, animal people. that's what I've learned. Yeah, there's just, like, constant, like, references to Vor and stuff with him, or uh, in one of the most, not the, this volume, but the one before that, this is a really good gag where everybody's, like, having a very serious conversation, uh-huh. and he, like, bursts through a uh, door and shouts, They let me milk a minotaur! Like, stuff like that. <laughs> oh, good! <laughs> God. Steven, um, and, we, and we need to get you a, a manga show. Yeah, we should just actually do something with that at some point, I think, for sure. 
Um, much like, uh, <laughs> much like Good Morning EDZ, I feel like maybe I just have enough to make this into its own thing sometimes, but I just don't know who to talk to about this stuff. So I just, uh, you know, subject all of you to it. Uh, it works. I, can. I learn a lot. I'm glad to hear yeah, that, Nikki. We're learning. I love to learn. Uh, if you wanted to learn more about fanbyte.com and the stuff that we offer at fanbyte.com, where could I go? Fanbyte.com, Nikki. Oh, okay. Well, cool. <laughs> That's right. You can go to fanbyte.com to read all about the stuff that we write about. You can watch our stuff on twitch.tv slash fanbyte. You can also go to at fanbyte media on Twitter, where we tweet basically absolutely everything that we do, including our podcasts, our streams, all that stuff, if you want to keep up with it. Uh, you can also go to podcast at fanbyte.com to send us emails, questions, comments, concerns, manga recommendations. I don't know. <laughs> Why not? Uh... I don't know what else, and I think you can also, well, personally, you could just follow me at Steven Strum on Twitter. You could also follow Nikki. Oh, at Godzilla, G-O-D-S-E-W-A. Sorry, I got an email from um, interns. Oh, Again, no, I can't stress interns. this enough. It's over. Please don't apply <laughs> anymore. You can't. Oh, Merritt, where can people send you their internship applications? No, oh, don't, no, don't uh, do this. No, this is, it's like for a personal intern. It's not like, oh, okay. it's not a, there's no college credit or like company for pay or anything. It's just, uh, you need Mer- a task rabbit. Merrick K. Yeah. Oh, God. Don't, about- don't talk about rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> Merritt just wants her own personal rabbit right now. You know? Yeah. What's wrong you know? with even, that? Don't even, oh my God. Don't even joke. Danielle, wow. where can people find wow. you? People are going to at me now. I think, I think they actually will. I think the can of worms is open. It's out there. I am at Danielle R.I. That's where you can find me and talk to me about scary, weird medical things and masks and uh, all kinds of good shit. Ashes coming from the sky. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know about the mask? Fuck yeah. Oh, the mask. Oh, we did just watch a Jim Carrey movie recently. We sure did. Yeah. You can find that. In the uh, fan in the feed, feed. Fan f- yeah. in the fan width feed, which is the one you're in right now. Two days from yeah. now, crucially, yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. in there yet. It's, it's going up at nine a.m. on Thursday, yeah. my time. So six a.m. for all you California friends and Washington friends and Oregon friends. Yeah, British, that's the three British of them. Columbia friends. No, you know? no they don't <laughs> count. Not gonna, not gonna work in the Midwest, there, are you? Huh? No. Well, uh, no, no one time. remembers how Central Time works. 7 a.m. Hey, we're the Central uh, Time. Central Time. Everything else are is you, based Are you on in Mountain Time? I'm on Central. Oh. I'm on that Aren't Chicago you? Time. Mountain how? Time, it, it seems bizarre to me. Mountain Time seems smaller than the other times, and I know it that's does. not how it works, but it feels like it's smaller. Yeah. It and is yeah. because uh, Arizona should also be in Mountain Time, but they don't do daylight savings. That's so correct. sometimes, so the time zone is bigger or smaller. Sometimes, oh anyway, gosh. we got to get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> we are done with this episode of Fan with the Fan Bite Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for sticking around with us. Be sure to go to Fan Bite FM and Fan Fight, our two other podcast feeds. If you enjoy this, we talk about sports and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, the Fan Bite Evening News and Morning News and Sunday News is a personal favorite of mine, and I mean that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Stay safe out there, stay healthy out there, stay inside if you can, and I love you. Aww. Billy, bye. Bye. Bye.